Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Whatever he hits, falls. Yeah, one thing I believe in, if it's if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go into this fight like I go into all my other fights. Um, I'm gonna prepare the same, and uh, it's gonna be the same outcome. Anybody? Y'all scared to ask questions or what, man? <laughs> Say it again. Uh, actually, um, it was one opponent uh, who who I was I was trying to fight. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nakatani. Yeah, I, uh, I was, you know, I was, uh, he was, he was a pony that I picked, but he turned it down. So we on to the next. Yeah, uh, T Fimo has some problems with him. I want to show him, you know, how it's done. Uh, I think he's a good young fighter. Uh, you know, um, he, he's doing good. He, he got a world title fight and uh, I believe that he's going to win. So he's going to become a world champion and uh, that's good for him. Of course, you know, uh, if if he gets past Richard Comey, uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens. What was your first reaction when Eddie asked you about appearing on the KSI Logan Paul bill? Did you know who those guys were? Yeah, uh, I knew who they were from from the last fight that they did. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the last fight, but I knew who they were, and I knew like the numbers that they generated and the the, 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 the how, how much buzz that they got on the last fight. So I was with it, you know, right when he brought it to me. You said you saw flaws in Lomachenko's performance against Campbell. Can you highlight those flaws for us? When we fight, I'll, I'll, I'll show you all the flaws. All the flaws. When are you going to fight in London? Uh, 2020, I'm going to be back in London. I'm going to fight here, uh, hopefully against Luke Campbell. If it's not Luke Campbell, then uh, you know, it's going to be someone else. But more than likely, 2020, I'll be back to fight Luke Campbell. Just tell us a little about you not being able to go to the Olympics because of your age at the time and being a precocious Yeah, um, right, like like maybe like two years before the Olympics, they changed the age to uh, age 19. I was, I would have been 17 around the Olympics, you know, I, like like the la previous Olympics, I would have been able to participate if they didn't change the age on it when they took it, the headgear off. But uh, it's all right, um, I'm okay with that. I'm happy with the way that my career has went so far. So I'm okay with not going to the Olympics. Twenty twenty three fights. Uh, Luke Campbell, uh, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko. Yeah. <laughs> I think that those are like three fights who the fans would, would would love to see. When you were growing up, who were your main inspirations, both inside boxing and outside? Uh, I like I watched a lot of Floyd because uh, Floyd Floyd was somebody that you know was like who was there somebody I can touch somebody I can learn from somebody who was like literally right there so uh, he's he's had a big influence on my career outside of boxing, outside of boxing uh, but that's a boxer like outside of boxing, Just boxing. Anyone outside of boxing. oh uh, 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 my my dad you know uh, he. He um he taught me so much. He taught me so much about the business of boxing, you know, in and out of the ring. And w without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. People always allude to the fact that you're only 20 years old, but because you started so early, are you more experienced than people give you credit for? Yeah, definitely. And and that's why I feel like people they label me as as a prospect because of my age, but they don't see they're they're not labeling labeling me as as a contender because. They're, they're, they're not looking at, at you know where I'm at. That I'm number one contender. Um, I'm mandatory for Lomachenko. They're not looking at that. They're only looking at me as a prospect because of my age. Next year, um, next year, that your dad said um, Floyd couldn't touch you last time you sparred. He didn't say anything. He just smiled. 
Well, what do you say about that sparring? Don't Same thing me. I said last time, nothing. Pretty much, I sparred on my first day at, a, at, at the age of seven. I went to the gym. Uh, my dad took me to the gym because I was fighting a lot in school. I was having a lot of problems. Just, you know, I was uh, on, on the outside, and uh, my dad said, you know what, you like to fight a lot, I'm going to take you to the gym, and I'm, you're going to fight somebody that really knows how to fight. And every time that you f keep fighting at school, I'm going to keep bringing you back to the gym, keep bringing you back. And on my first day, I, uh, I, went, to, I went to the gym, and they put me in there to spar. And I went in there, and I sparred. At, uh, a kick he was a kickboxer, but he was working on his stand-up. And... Uh, and when I hit him, I knocked him out of his shoes. It's an infamous story. Uh, he, he, no, literally, I knocked him out of his shoes. See, I don't like some like some Velcro-type shoes, and he went out. <laughs> Are we going to see another collaboration between yourself and Dr. Dan? Um, for for my next fight, I'm not sure yet. I got a lot of you know brands that that want to collab. Uh, so who knows? You may you may see me in like some off-white, some uh, okay. on a, all, all different type of collabs. You know who knows? Yeah. <laughs> David, I heard you on the Toe to Toe podcast yesterday, and you had a bit of a, a friendly debate with um, Andy on there about yeah. the ratings. Where would you rate yourself lightweight right now? As as of what? As yeah, of just like just top ten rankings. Well, I know you weren't happy where they put you on the Sky Sports rankings, but where would you rate yourself? Yeah, well, I'll I'll put Lomachenko number one. I'll put Richard Comey number two, and I put myself number three, and I put those guys ahead of me just because they they have the belts. Devin, in the past, it was sort of it's been said many times that the um, Americans see the British fighters as perhaps an easy touch. Do you think that sort of scene's changing now? Nah, I don't believe that. I think it's, it's great fighters all over the world. You know, um, it, it it just really you know depends on the fighter. But um, it's, it's it's some great boxers that come that come out of the UK. Right now, I like uh, I like Josh Kelly and I like Josh Taylor. Those those are my two favorites right now. So you think Taylor beats Progay then? Uh, I think that that's a tough fight. I think that that's a really tough fight. Um, Progay is strong. He has a lot of confidence. He going in there to win. Um, Josh Taylor is a good boxer and he's a southpaw. So uh, I don't know. May the best man win. Who do you think is going to win between Lopez and um, Richard Cummings? I think Tfimo should be him. I think he'll go in there. He'll, he'll be a lot smarter. He'll box. And he'll he'll go in there and uh, you know not not take many chances, not go in there and go try to go toe to toe with him. I think he'll go in there and fight a smart a smart uh, fight. What do you make of the reception we've had in London, especially today? There's a lot of fans that turned out. Man, it's crazy that you know my following here, you guys all supporting me. This is like a dream come true, and I'm so thankful for you know all of you guys coming out. Um, this is a dream come true, and I'm gonna come here a lot more often, all because of you guys. I think um, I think that fight's gonna be a tough fight in the first beginning rounds. I think because Porter, you know, he has an awkward style. He'll go in there and and try to make it ugly. But I think uh, Spence will will make the adjustment and uh, eventually just break him down and just beat him. I don't really know what went wrong because you know uh, that I'm not really that close to him to to know the ins and outs of his training camps or whatever, whatever. But I think that he just went in there. He just wasn't focused. He took Ruiz for granted, you know, thinking that he just was another another stepping stone. I don't think that he really thought that, you know, he how thought about how dangerous he was. I think I think in the next fight he'll go in there. He'll be you know much more much more uh, prepared, much more focused, and uh, he he should get the win. Uh, I think by knockout. Yeah, hopefully. I, I mean, I, I like I like AJ a lot. I've been knowing AJ since he like had his like ten 
amateur fights when he came to Vegas versus when they did a U, U, UK versus Vegas, and uh, that's when I first met AJ. So I knew him when he was first starting out. Um, well, it just depends because half of my camps I do in the Bay Area at Snack, and half of my camps I do in Vegas. But you know, uh, a, a regular day you know consists of you know two to three workouts you know every day. Um, I mean, you know, um, the boxing matured me so much. I like. I'm so thankful for boxing because, like I said, when I was when I, what got me into boxing was because I was getting in trouble. I was fighting a lot in school and, and all that. But when I got into boxing, boxing, you know, really like showed me a different way. It, it kept me out of trouble. And without boxing, who knows what where I'll be. Devin, forget uh, Britain and forget America. If you could choose a country to fight in that you sort of got in the back of your head that you like to fight in before you were to retire, is there anywhere? Uh, I was just talking to my dad. We we want to go to like Japan or somewhere like that. Like that 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 would be crazy. Devin, your surplus is Ryan Garcia. Can you see that happening in the future? Yeah, uh, I think that fight is gonna happen sooner than later. A lot a lot of people see that fight that fight being like real far out, but you know we we already kind of in like you know talking about you know trying to make that fight happen. So I think you know 2020 or 2021 that fight you know should happen. And just for yourself as a as a boxer, what's your most um, unique training style? You say that helps your performance enhance. I know you do a lot of um, breathing uh, exercises. I know you yeah. do a lot of um, yeah, yeah, cooling I, exercises. Yeah, yeah, well. I do a lot. I do a lot of high altitude training, but really the main thing of uh, of training is a lot of people don't know. Like you can train all day long. You can go train high altitude. You can go train for hours, hours out the day. But recovery. Is really important, and a lot of people they don't they don't know that they think that they think that you know it's just working hard, but it's a thing of you know uh, overworking yourself, and and that's what you don't want to happen. What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, I want my name to be mentioned with the greats. You know, I want when people when people think of Devin Haney, they think of uh, when they think of him as a great fighter. They, they put my name with you know the greats of the sport. You know, going to Hall of Fame one day. What would you say to young kids growing up right now that, that trying to pursue the same career? Um, you know, just stay focused, stay disciplined, and, and you can achieve anything you want. You know, with, 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 with hard work and dedication and discipline, you know, the sky is the limit. Who's uh, uh, the number one pound pound fighter in the world today? Like, Honestly, I don't, like, a lot of people may not agree with me on this, but I think Canelo. I like, I like, I like Canelo a lot. I think that like, a lot of people like underrating him. They, they say, like, and I say this because Triple, Triple G was number one. He was a monster. He was a killer, and all that. And then he beat he beat Triple G. And then, so where did, where does that put him? Um, and then number two, I gotta go with Crawford. And then three, Lomachenko. So you're trying to take that free spot? <laughs> huh? You're trying to take that free spot? Yeah, I'm trying to take that number three spot. Yeah, hell yeah. I I I thought about saying that Lomachenko was number one. So when I beat him, I could go number one. But I can't lie on like that. Now that's honest. Uh, he's he's a living legend. He's you know he's still showing that he can compete with the, with the top guys, and he he can beat a lot of those top guys. So uh, he's gonna be a tough fight for anybody, whether it's Earl Crawford, uh, you know uh, Sean Porter, and if he beats Earl, any of those top guys, many many Pacquiao will will be a hard fight. He's not an easy fight. Is gonna be fighting at 40 years old? Hopefully not. <laughs> That's 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, um. Devin, have you got sort of your 
fingers in any other pies? Is it just boxing for you at the moment, or is there other stuff behind the scenes, perhaps business-wise, that you've got going on for when you do eventually retire? Of course, you know, um, I'm, 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 setting, I'm setting myself up for, you know, after boxing. That's what I've been talking to, talking with Eddie a lot about, you know, just setting myself up for, for when I'm done, because obviously I can't box forever. Yeah, he's 20 years old, living in Vegas. Like, what would we be doing if we were 20 years old living in Vegas, you know? Not doing what Devin Haney's doing, which is getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning and running 10, 15 miles. So his discipline's unbelievable. And sometimes you've got to check that he's 23 and 0, 20 years of age, WBC interim world champion, about to become WBC lightweight world champion. But I believe the first of five weight class world championships. I believe he's that good. And he's got that kind of drive where he's, he's a kind of individual where when he wins a world title, he won't be satisfied. He's got, always got to push himself, whether that's unifying the championships, whether that's moving up a weight class, you know, and when we talk about our business in America, from a selfish point of view, you need the top, top talent and you need the future. And I believe that the biggest, you know, and the best future of American boxing is with Devin Haney and actually global boxing. I mean, look at his turnout here today, it's incredible. You know, he's, he's from Vegas, he's come to London, He's only just starting his career. And this is a bigger turnout than I've seen from a lot of British world champions. So you guys are behind it. The hype is real. And there is a lot of hype, and he's got to justify the hype, but we're going to enjoy watching him do that. Devin, what's the other side of that coin? Why, what made you sign with Match from USA? I mean, I'm sure you had a lot of competition. Yeah, um, I, I basically had a, had a contract from every top promoter, but what when I saw Eddie, Eddie saw Eddie saw my vision. You know, he was willing to you know co-promote with me and, and work with me, and and he um it was some other terms that he, that he was willing to 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 work with, and uh, what, what what better man to work with? You know, uh, he's he's so far you know he's been everything that that, that he said uh, that he said he would be, and um, everything is going great. Eddie, can I put you on the spot and say, out of all of the young fighters you've got uh, in America and Britain, is he your most prized possession? I mean, certainly in America, you know, I think that we've got some amazing talent, but our talent in America is really the established world champions and the young kids coming out. Coming out. I mean, a lot of guys that Devin knows, you know, Nikita Rababi, you know, Amo Williams, Reshat Matty, you know, uh, Ofa Jones, you know, these kind of guys, Raymond Floyd. Um, but Devin's already there, you know, he's effectively an interim world champion. So he's kind of like already established as a star, but we've still got a long way to go. Um, but you know, I think when you talk about, you know, show me other potential superstars in the sport of boxing in America. You know, Devin Haney, uh, Javonta Davis, who's you know probably one step ahead in terms of commercial draws. Ryan Garcia, uh, Virgil Ortiz. You know, these guys and, and every promotional outfit has got their guy, and Devin is our guy in that position, ready to take over. Say it again. Well, my my body's still growing. I'm still maturing, and I've been saying that 135 is not easy for easy for me to make. Um, so I don't know how much longer I could be there. Uh, you know, once I bump up to to world champion, um, hopefully I I can unify or you know see what happens and then and then move up to 140. But I will not move up to. 140 without becoming a world champion. You know, I'm 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 taking every weight class at you know at his time, and I want to become you know multi division, multi weight world champion. Devin, I know you sparred with Ricky Burns yesterday, but who's the best British fighter you sparred with, and is there many? Uh, let me see. I don't know. I haven't really sparred with many. Uh, 
Let me see. Yeah, I can't think of many that I, that I that I spar with. There's this one dude going around named uh, Joseph some some shit Joseph Laws or some shit like that. Yeah. Talking about he's talking Joe about Lewis, he's yeah. talking about he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's fighting on a Newcastle show. You leave Maloney, he sold a thousand let tickets. Let me tell you, let me tell you I just got to clear this up. He's going around saying that he that he beat me up in sparring or some something. I don't know what he's saying. He he posted like a little snippet of a like a three second clip that he. I don't know, but uh, he's going around saying that he got the best of me in sparring, which is a lie. So, <laughs> so whenever y'all see him, tell him that he's a liar. Devin, Spence or Crawford, and do you hope those guys are still around when you make it to 147? Um, which, uh, I mean, I, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, those guys don't don't make or break me. Lomachenko doesn't make or break me. Uh, there's a lot of guys coming up like right now, like Ryan Garcia, Tifima Lopez, Virgil Ortiz, who are, are the next generation fighters and I feel like those are going to be the big fights for me. I think those the guys like Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford, I think they're they're the generation before me and by the time I get up there, those guys will be at the end of their career or gone. Who wins out those two guys? 50-50 fight. I don't know. <laughs> on, on, on any given night, those guys can beat each other. And they're both my friends, so I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any rivalry between you and Ryan Garcia? You know, Lamachich or 3-3 at the moment. Um, is there any, any sort of rivalry? Yeah, it's a rivalry. I don't like him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, 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 I like Ryan. I like what he's doing. Uh, I like, like I said, I w hopefully we can make that fight in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021. Um, you know, coming out of amateurs, we, we, we tied it. So in the pros, we gotta, you know, we, 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 we gotta break that. It's a mega fight, mega fight. Phil, Phil and Devin want that fight now, you know, and I'd be willing to make that fight first fight off the bat in 2020. But I don't know whether Ryan, Ryan, not that Ryan's afraid, but sometimes promoters like to build, you said that, not me. They like to build build an asset that they've got, but I believe the asset that we've got beats him. So I'm willing, if I didn't, I wouldn't want to make that fight now. I'd be saying, no, yeah, that can, we, can, we can build that fight, but really, I'm that confident. Let's, let's do it first fight in 2020. DAZN loved that fight. Loved. I mean, we was with him this morning. You know, loved that fight, and it's a mega fight for boxing. But I will be honest, it does get bigger and bigger and bigger. But I think 2020 is the perfect time, and it would be for a world title, I believe. Eddie, from a commercial perspective, what makes Ryan Garcia so big? Um, I think he's a good-looking guy. I think he speaks well. I think he's a he's an athlete. You know, he's, does he's the Mexican big. thing help? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, I mean, the Hispanic audience, even though he don't speak Spanish, you know, he's yeah. he's uh, he's. I like Ryan Garcia a lot. I mean, he's an exciting fighter. He's got a good style. He does have leaks, but a lot of young fighters do. Um, he's got a big following socially, you know. And uh, despite the tiff with Golden Boy, I think they've done a good job pushing him as well. He sells very well, and he's, you know, he's a he's a he's a big star. Ryan Garcia is a big star. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Well done, Devin Haney. Thank you. Once the opportunity arose for him to close the show, he did it in emphatic style. Delivery, it's Paul.